0: I love it. That's where you really know it's Friday, right? It's time for us to check in with Rob Shaw, political correspondent for Czech News. Good morning, Rob.
1: Good morning. You know, Simi, when you were gone, I had Taylor Swift as the music playing during the show. Yes. And then one Friday, we forgot Macho Man, and it was very disconcerting.
0: It is disconcerting, right? You become discombobulated. You're like, where is Macho Man on this Friday morning? I didn't realize you were such a Taylor Swift fan.
1: That's right. Well, yeah, I, I am. And I had a story about uh, getting my hands on some tickets to her show in Toronto. What? I, I did not take them um, because I couldn't find anyone to go who was willing to go to Toronto uh, with me for this. And I what? And I decided not to become a ticket scalper and take the tickets and then resell them. So I did not. Anyways, there's a whole long thing Jill and I talked about and I punished myself for a week with Taylor Swift music uh, every morning. But the point <laughs> being, Macho Man is a great way to get Friday going.
0: I cannot believe you're the man. You now will become the man who turned down Taylor Swift tickets. I don't know if you can, I don't know if you can outlive that, Rob. That's I'll a bad add one.
1: it to the, the long <laughs> list of descriptions. The man who draws pictures of cats for BC politics, all the other descriptions. If
0: I see any cat picture on social media, I'm like, oh, did Rob put that there? Because that usually is something that you have posted there.
1: That's good. That's good. That's my brand. Love the cat. That is is your brand.
0: That is your brand. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's talk about politics this morning. Now, I saw what you were saying yesterday on social media about this, this BC Green Party decision. I have to admit, I'm puzzled by this too. What is going on here? Yeah, this is
1: a head scratcher. So the deputy leader of the BC Greens is Dr. Sanjeev Gandhi, who is the former head of pediatric cardiovascular surgery at BC Children's Hospital. He's a child heart surgeon. And he joined the Greens in January as their deputy leader, and he has become a big face of the party. They want to use him to push the party out of the climate change, environmental kind of uh, thought that most people have of the BC Greens and into health and wellness. So he's showed up at all these events. He's developed this profile. And then they announced yesterday that he will run in the 2024 BC election, which is good for the Greens. And he has chosen the riding of Vancouver Kingsway, uh, also known as the home of Health Minister Adrian Dix, who, by the way, <laughs> has such an iron grip of this riding that uh, he proceeded to bring in, you know, more than uh, I think it was sixty-seven percent of the vote in the uh, last election. He has won that riding five times in a row, each time bringing in a higher vote and there is almost no chance that um dr gandhi can win this riding uh he didn't mention in his press conference once the idea of winning it i don't think the greens believe he can win it i don't <laughs> think he even wants to win it
0: well, well, he just well, wants to run here rob
1: he, he just wants to run against the health minister and inflict as much damage as possible on the health minister. Does that make sense? As to you? he can. Does that make no, sense? It, no? Like, if
0: you're well, the deputy <clears throat> leader of a party that needs more than a couple of seats in the legislature, why would mm-hmm. you sacrifice your high profile deputy leader like this?
1: It sounds like this is what he wanted to do. And what was interesting about the press conference yesterday is we're, we're sitting there listening to it, and he starts off by saying, you know, my decision to run here is not about a single individual. And then he goes on to talk about the, how the health system has been horribly mismanaged, and he wants, a, he wants a chance to debate that during the election. And then someone says, well, could you not have run it a, in a different riding and have a chance of actually winning and becoming an MLA and effecting change? And he says, quote, this isn't about political calculus. And then he talks about how the riding has many, you know, a high immigrant uh, population, a non-Caucasian population, and he, he's operated on people whose families are there. And we're all just sort of sitting there going, yeah, okay, Okay. like get to the, get to the real reason. And later on, he finally says, you know, well, okay, I am choosing to run here because it's the minister of health. And I want to talk about healthcare, the whole debate. And Elizabeth May, the federal leader jumps in and and says, yeah, you know, uh, Adrian Dix is the architect of the disaster that we're facing right now. And we got to take him on. And then he says, our intention is to finish the job. Adrian Dix can't even start. So you're listening to this press conference and it's like, it's not about any one person. It's not a political calculation, except it is of in both cases. Is. And this is kind of an attempt, I guess, by Dr. Gandhi to to take on the health minister and get all of the things he wants to say about the healthcare system. He's been an outspoken uh, critic of the system. It's one of the reasons he left BC Children's Hospital is uh, he was getting in a conflict with the administration over speaking out about COVID and he thinks Dr. Bonnie Henry should be fired. He thinks that she doesn't understand um, science and medicine. He thinks Dix should be fired, uh, on and on. So he's he's got a chance in his mind to run essentially a grudge campaign um, for the next year against Adrian Dix with no hope um, that he's going to win. And I, I, guess, I guess it brings up a couple things about the Greens. One, I mean, this is not a way to run an election campaign. <laughs> no, it's not. And That's so what I was thinking kinda, too. I
0: was like, what is I'm this? Kinda,
1: where are the political strategists and the Greens, I guess, and what is their plan for the next election? Because th- this isn't good. Um, and and also, I guess the the leader Sonia first know can't can't really control the deputy leader um, because this isn't in the best interest of the party in a way. It's a um, a person not caring if they win uh, or benefit the party, just trying to exact as much damage against someone that he has a grudge against. I, I you know.
0: And that's Fine, what it I comes, guess, across, but, but that's what it comes across as, right? Like they can sit there and say it's not a political thing. The only reason people were even paying attention to what they were saying yesterday is because of politics. Is because they sure. are in a political party, and the only reason people <laughs> are paying attention is because they have MLAs who were voted to the legislature. And if you don't yeah. have that, then people pay a whole lot less attention. So I don't understand their end game here.
1: No, and I, you know the Greens often like to talk about how the things that they do aren't political calculations, and they look down dismissively at the very act of politics—that it is um, something sort of beneath them—and they don't they don't don't think about politics when they make decisions. They only think about the truth and science, um, and that okay. and that type of thing. And you and you pick that up again, but this whole thing is just a, a machination of politics all over the place. And I guess the larger questions for the Greens are. I mean, uh, if you're going to take your star candidate and burn him off this way, do you have any other hope in any other Vancouver ridings? Uh, I'm not sure uh, the Greens think they do. There is a West Vancouver seat to Sky riding that they only lost by 60 votes. Uh, Jordan Sturdy is the incumbent there. The same Green candidate is running there. That's a riding that's in play. Mm. But the Greens really need more seats to, to prove that they're kind of growing as a party. And this feels like an opportunity that was a little bit missed because one, person's uh, political ambitions only extend as far as a single topic and a single opponent, even though he's deputy leader of a larger party. And, yeah, squandered. Uh, a bit of a head scratcher yesterday that, no that kidding. Uh, we we're trying to figure out.
0: All right, we are back talking with Rob Shaw, political correspondent with Czech News. Now, Rob, also this week, we talked about the whole Bank of Canada rate decision that was coming. And we saw premiers, including David E.B., speaking out about this. Now it turns out the Bank of Canada had something to say about that.
1: Yeah. Governor Tiff Macklem had his first press conference yesterday since he chose to keep the rate at 5% on Tuesday. He said he didn't feel influenced by premiers. Uh, Doug Ford also wrote a letter uh, or even the deputy prime minister, you know, saying publicly they wanted rates to halt and not go up. Uh, He, it's interesting. He did a big freewheeling, wide ranging press conference, taking questions from reporters uh, and the resulting coverage, you know, he made two points. The, The first point is that, we might have to increase rates more because inflation is, is really stubborn and it's at 3 to 4% and it's not moving down very much and he wants to get it to 2%. But then he also said he thinks that this 5% might be enough to do that over time and that the victory line is within sight. And so you're listening to all of this. Bloomberg puts out a story uh, about this with the headline that the governor says victory over inflation is in sight. Reuters puts out a story saying the Bank of Canada governor says interest rates might not be high enough. And you start to see why this is so confusing to understand where we are in interest rates because the bank sort of says everything under the sun depending on how you want to sift through that tea leaf. And it is hard to understand where um, they're coming from. But it is interesting to hear him talk about saying that he – heard the same thing that David Eby heard. He's like, it's not that the bank doesn't hear people are in pain. And it's not that the bank doesn't hear they're stressed on their mortgage because the interest rates are up and they're stressed on their grocery bill because inflation is up. It's just that in his words, there's no pain-free way to restore price stability. And in in his words, the destination is worth it. And he says, in the long term, you have to have a stable economy of of inflation at, at 2%. Uh, to function, and that people are going to get hurt along the way, and that I think that is the real takeaway: is that it's not that the bank doesn't hear you struggling; it's that the struggle is what they want to hear in in a way, because that's are they, like are they saying the, the struggle
0: is needed?
1: The struggle is needed because the economy has to cool, because un- unemployment has to be up, because you know uh, economic growth has to be down. Like he said, we're not trying to kill the economy, but we're trying to slow it. And we're trying to take, you know, the banks. They have these lines about people having excess deposits in their in their uh, personal lives. Like they've saved too much money during COVID, and they're spending it, which for most of us is good. But for the bank, it fuels inflation. It fuels spending, uh, and so they don't. They want you to lose your savings. See, <laughs> and they want you to they want you to be in a stressed position. But that makes uh, it feel like the bring... deck
0: is always stacked against us, right? That yes. no matter what we do, they are going to almost like conspire against us to get ahead.
1: You're going to get a lot of calls from a lot of economic dude bros after this segment talking about, you know, all of the economic measures and and formulas and things that, that people use to control inflation. This is how the economy works. Fine, you know, and and that certainly comes through from the Bank of Canada, but the point from politicians that people are in trouble, and communicating that to the bank in letters from David Eby, and the bank saying we know we hear the exact same thing, but you know there is no pain-free way to do what we need to do, and we have to do it, and so it's going to cause pain. Um, that is also the idea that your interest rate is coming down anytime soon. You know, the bank talked yesterday about 2025 still being the target they see for a two percent. um, inflation and that only then would they start to decrease rates and that may not even happen so who knows but um an interesting press conference with the governor tiff macklem yesterday and the kind of thing that everyone watches uh and comes away with some different view of what might happen next.
0: Right. And then the jobs numbers came out this morning, right? And BC is one of only three provinces in Canada that saw an increase in employment. So actually gained jobs in the month of August. And so then you start to wonder, like, what signs exactly are they looking for, for Canadians to get some relief?
1: Yeah, he did. I mean, he listed in his speech a whole bunch of of different metrics, but they're all sort of um, you know, we see the economy cooling a little tiny bit with GDP going down. I think it was 0.2 percent in the most recent, um, you know, assessment. And it's hard, that's basically zero, but it's also it's hard to sort of understand the weight that the bank puts on all the different indicators and how long they kind of go on for. Um, and it, only he and, and the governing council really sort of know, and that will release their sort of discussion points uh, come out, uh, I think, in the next couple of weeks, talking about how they decided to hold the rate, and that that sheds some light into it. He did mention, though, um, that government spending is one of the things that can fuel inflation, and that if the rate of government spending, which is built in right now to their projections, was to increase, let's say. Governments decided to hand out a whole bunch of cash for to help people with affordability. That can make it more difficult to get inflation back down to the target rate. So that puts politicians in a kind of jam again. Right. I don't think they care very much about the Bank of Canada's uh, worry on that. They'd rather make people happy with affordability help, but um, it may just be another part of another small part of the problem.
0: Oh, boy. All right, Rob, thank you.
1: Okay, take care.